do 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 okay welcome back to uh wish you all the best um a personal podcast about modern dating i'm your host scott uh, and i am super excited to have a longtime friend to be uh my guest today uh kieran kieran darkwater can i say your, your awesome last name is that allowed yes please um okay and so um I, I guess I want to introduce you. Uh, 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 there are a lot of ways that we've been connected in life, but I want to introduce you uh, 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 via your your podcast, Kitchen Table Cult. Um, if you're listening to this, uh, go check out Kitchen Table Cult. It's a very different topic, I will say, um, but a lovely podcast that I've enjoyed and that has taught me a lot. I, I would like, in like a one sentence stab, I would say Kitchen Table Cult is about kind of like fundamentalist, religious, cultural things that I think people like me, lefty, liberal-ish people can kind of just, it'll just won't show up on my radar. But how would you describe it? You can describe it better than I can, I'm sure. That's that's a pretty good description. Um, but yeah, my co-host Yvette Inger and I, we talk about our childhoods growing up in the religious right raised to be like, Bush soldiers of the Christian nationalist movement and how that relates to what's happening politically today. Um, the, like the reason that we started the podcast is because Trump got elected and all of our leftist friends were like, I didn't see this coming. How could this possibly have happened? And we were like, the signs were neon and flashing for like the last 10 years. Where have you been? What is who we've been saying this whole time? And so we uh, are the tagline of our podcast is the conspiracy is real mm. because like back in the day, uh, people were making fun of the right as like the vast right wing conspiracy. And like, that's so silly, you know, how could they be successful? But it's, it's a real thing actually. Yeah. Um, and so we connect those dots and we just recorded an episode connecting all of the like, you know, organizations pushing a lot of the parents' rights and education bills right now uh, all stemmed from, like, the same five people in the 80s. And so I spent all of this week in a hyper-focus, like, doing a Charlie Day, like, connect the dots. All these organizations have fed each other and, like, birthed new organizations over the last, like, four decades. So that's what we do. Well, that's awesome. And, and again, I really enjoy the podcast. I would recommend it to anybody. It's definitely taught me a lot. Um, and uh, it is, of course, I would say a much heavier topic than my podcast. So hopefully this is a comfortable break for you. Because, um, yeah, let's talk about let's talk about modern dating. Um, yes. Uh, but I do. I, I was excited to have you as a guest because I, I do think these things are connected. Right. I mean, even in um, I would say my experience is like exclusively dating in um, in major cities where people are mostly liberal-ish, right? Or or, mm -hmm. or apolitical, right? Um, but as I've been listening to your to your stuff, like that, I do think that a lot of our modern ideas around romance, especially for for uh, cishet romance, right, um, are still kind of rooted in a very um, for lack of a better word, I'm just going to say like traditional approach. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think traditionally is kind of in a lot of ways the wrong word, but you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah, it's the, very patriarchal and like word, hierarchical yeah. and just caters to men more than women. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So I just want to jump right in here. Like, okay. Uh, yeah. The p patriarchal, much better word. I would say, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say, or correct me if, if you think this deserves to be sharpened or better or whatever. But like, I would say in a patriarchal system, uh, men assume, men and women assume that men are to provide, pursue, and control. Mm -hmm. And we assume that women will attract and nurture and do labor, basically. Yeah. And um, we were talking before we hit record. And th this is something that's a really big deal for me, I think, a big, a big like concept for me that's, that's, been impactful for me is like feminism has been doing, I mean, a lot of uh, causes have been doing a lot of important work, but like feminism specifically has been doing a lot of work over the past, I'm going to ballpark 60, 70 years and women, what women are able to do and what their expectations 
for for life are have changed away from that attraction nurture and do labor model right which is great uh, women uh, women can um it's more acceptable for them to to have jobs to be the uh provider in a family um to be single mothers um to be unmarried uh, to be not in a relationship um right their model of what a happy life looks like um has has evolved away from that patriarchal system and yeah. i think for men it has not. I think. I think the men, even the well-meaning men, um, have said, "Like, cool, awesome, equality sounds great. Go, ladies, thumbs up. See you when you get to equality land, and we'll be there right. for you when you get there." Just totally ignoring and or not really realizing that so much of the life that, like, even I was promised when I was a young man, like, depended depends. So much of that life depends on the things that women do. That that outmoded yeah. concept of right. And so I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not really sure what the question is here, but I, I'm interested to hear your take on that change, that like cultural evolution. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. But there's so many, there's so many ways to like get into this. Because the first yeah. thing that came to mind as we were talking was like, well, that started changing around like the 60s. And a lot of like, you know, like there's this cultural backlash. So like whenever progress happens, right, there's always a reaction. Yeah. So, and, and that reaction tends to be more violent than the progress. Right. So like in the 1960s, the Equal Rights Amendment was moving forward, which we have not passed. We have not ratified yet uh, as a country, thanks to um, Phyllis Schlafly. And right a lot of the right-wing organizations like the moral majority who then developed into more and more organizations that are like still making an impact to this day their whole idea um is very patriarchal and that like you know men should be the head of the household phyllis schlafly's whole thing against the equal rights amendment was that it infringes on the rights of housewives to have yeah. rights like like it, it hurts the the good, you know, Catholic stay at home mom if women have equality because then she's not protected by her husband. And so that's like the anti-feminist take is like legal equality takes away the protections from women. And so you have like this war kind of on both sides of like, you know, women are protected by having more autonomy and more agency versus women are protected by being shielded by a man. And these have always been in conflict, um, yeah. these ideas. And so as women got more freedom, the right really doubled down on basically painting feminism as anti-feminist. Like when I was growing up, there was this whole organization called Ladies Against Feminism. Oh. And it was, you know, other homeschooled girls who were like teens when I was a teen, basically combating the modern idea that women should have decision-making capabilities, that women should be able to get a job, that women should be able to go to college, that women should be able to do anything other than be a wife and mother because the idea is that God made women to be wives and mothers, and that's it. That's the end of the story. You're born with a uterus. You use the uterus mm -hmm. with someone that you're married to. Mm -hmm. Very important. Got to save the nuclear family. Mm -hmm. um, and so anything else is seen as hugely threatening. And a lot of like common like mainstream relationship advice in the 90s and 2000s and even till today i think is still like that hasn't changed like the the relationship advice is still like well men have to do the work the outside yeah. labor and women have to do all the emotional labor and if something isn't meshing yeah then women have to submit like the book um like the five love languages right yeah 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 super common everyone fucking knows it yeah very very patriarchal christian yeah. parliamentarian worldview 
Yep. And that's still the standard. And so, you know, even though we've made all this progress, when it comes to relationship dynamics, like in general, the common approach hasn't shifted as much as like, you know, policies. Yeah. Okay. There's so much there. And that, that's an awesome, like, like really fast flyby. I know you can go, I know you can go into the weeds on all that, that history and what's going on there, especially with policy stuff. Um, I'm okay. Wait. Okay. So something in there, like, um, for, for me, the difficult, like when it comes to the policy stuff and when it comes to like, um, essentially emancipating women, like humans, for me, that's kind of a no-brainer, right? It's like, should should a conscious being have the same kind of autonomy as the other conscious beings? I, I'm right. going to hot take, I'm going to go with yes, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I am I live in San Francisco. I'm a very liberal, whatever. So, so like, I, I have a lot of privileges that are like getting me to that place, but that that that's my take. When it gets to like emotional gut feel romantic stuff, um, because sure, women's equality, amazing, but let's make this about me. Let's talk about how this affects mm-hmm. cis white dudes. Um, <laughs> when it comes to like the, 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 the romance stuff, I, um, I, I, like, I have to admit, like, I think I have like internalized a lot of the sort of patriarchal stuff that we're talking about. And for me, it gets muddy and, and, I'm, and I'm interested to hear your take on this, but like for me, it gets muddy because like I, um, I am super in favor of, you know, all these equality things. Right. And I, I don't mean to like brush that aside, but you, you I hope you yeah. kind of hear where I'm going. Um, uh, but like in a romantic relationship, when I meet someone, when I feel that little, that little spark, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I often feel like what I want to do is pursue. I often feel like I, I feel that, and it, you can call these like toxically masculine, like, like, uh, uh, habits, but like, I'll, I'll want to pay for dinner. You know, I, I want to do the things that feel to me like, I don't know, like the Disney movie I watched when I was a kid or the wrong right. right? Like all those sort of things. And, and I think I obviously can't speak for all women, but a lot of the women that I've talked to, um, uh, as a part of this pod or just like in life, like, uh, um, really need to feel pursued to feel, to feel that, that thing, to feel that thing in your heart, you know, where you feel like here is a person who sees me, who understands me, who is going to be my partner. Like I, I, I would say that connection, that feeling in here, and I'm like tapping my chest here, like yeah. that, that feeling, um, is, I think a feeling that is very, and I could be wrong here, but it feels to me like that feeling is very equal or is very like connected and in a way balanced. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not, I'm, that could be wrong. I, that could be totally wrong there. Um, um, but like to, to pursue that, to, to move towards that, I feel like there are things that I have internalized, like even that like chemical, I don't know, heart-based stuff, I think has been like, I have been influenced by this society. And it sort of yeah. has changed who I am. Does it make sense? Yeah, that makes so, total sense. What, like, how, how, I guess my question is like, how do I, how do I navigate that? Can we do anything about that? Have you thought about this? Like, it's, 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 yeah, a, it's actually, muddy, right? It's so weird. So like, you know, I'm trans, but for the audience, I'm trans. Um, and so I am trans and I'm queer. Uh, so like, I'm bi, like, not, I, 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 both, please. Yes, thank you. And <laughs> so, like, but it's so weird because I grew up, I was raised to be a wife and mother, and, like, I got married to the first person that I dated. I don't want to go into – I'm not going to explain courtship. <laughs> That's too much. I mean, although we could – there's a lot of – okay, no, keep going. Yeah, yeah We'll sorry. get there. We'll get there sure, eventually. Sure. But, like, so I've been on both sides of the spectrum, right yeah so like being raised to like be the person who was pursued and to appreciate being pursued and then like that never really sitting quite right with me like it always felt a little stifling like i wanted to also do some like i wanted both i wanted both experiences and and, i still do that's important to me and so it's like 
you know, growing up in this like very rigid, like I have to act this way. I could never open a door for a dude because that would be like disrespectful, right? Especially in, like in a romantic situation, like it would crush his ego if if I if I opened the door. Like that was the kind of level that I was taught. Um, okay. Yeah, and so uh, men's egos on the right are like so like they're made of like porcelain. It's it's absurd. Right. Um, right. And and so like that never like quite fit obviously because I'm trans. And so then um, when I started dating my current partner, I it was before I started HRT. So we like we seemed. I went from like looking like a straight couple, even though we were both queer and bi, to looking like a lesbian couple, even though we're both queer and bi, to now looking again like a straight couple, but with like significant height differences in the reverse order of most people. And so it's it's so weird because like the expectations that I felt socially changed as I was like, and I'm also, I'm polyamorous. So like I date multiple people at the same time, ideally. It's, I haven't done that in Berlin yet. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm like, that's the goal for this year um, is to find find my people here. But um, yeah. so it's weird being in this in-between space where you have the, you kind of have like both expectations, right? Like, you, like masculine like and feminine? Masculine and feminine, depending on like who is reading you and how you're being read and like, how you're presenting yourself in a particular situation so that was a weird very confusing like time period like very early on hrt and like trying to figure out like you know because it's not always safe to be out as a trans person so it's like how am i being perceived by this person who isn't me and how should i react in a way that is going to like not get me beat up Mm. and i was lucky enough to be in the bay area so like I never got beat up. I was like, it was pretty chill, but still that's a calculation that like you have to make. Yeah. Like how, how is this going to end for me and how can it end well? (laughs) And it's just, it's so, it's so tricky and weird. And now that like, I'm like most of the time people see me and they're like, Oh yeah, you're a dude. And I'm like, okay. But like, you know, and I, I, I enjoy doing pursuing activities, but I also really like to feel pursued. And so it's finding that balance in the best way that like I found interrelationally is just like, it varies by the person. So like whoever you're seeing at the time, like what's the vibe that works for both of you? Like, do you both need to do the exchange of like pursuing and being pursued? Is it like one person just really wants to like have all of the flowers sent and that's something that you can do? Like it, it really kind of, that's the question you ask on like a second date is it or third date is like, okay, how, what makes you feel the warm fuzzies? But there's not like a, you know, this universally works across the board because that just isn't how people work. That's so awesome. And obviously, thank you for sharing. I didn't want to like, but yeah, thank you for sharing. Um, and, and I, and this is another reason why I really sort of love your perspective on this because you have, you, you have walked through, you've experienced so many different sides of this, this kind of, yeah, this kind of equation. So, okay. Um, there's, there's so, so, so much in there. Um, um, wait, hold on. What was the last thing you just said? Sorry. Uh, it all is like, there's no straightforward rule of like what's best. It's like more of an individual, what works for you and the person that you're seeing in the relationship. Right. Yes. Sorry. Podcast brain. I'm over here. If you hear me typing, it's cause I'm taking notes cause I don't want to like, <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So, so I forget who it was. I think it's Dan Savage um, who, you know, says some good things and it says some things that are question mark. Um, um, uh, t- talked about like queer, like queer sex for straight people. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like, um, because you're talking about how like sometimes you uh you 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 like pursuing and sometimes you will want to feel pursued. I as a cishet dude like definitely like feeling pursued sometimes. And and I think I mean I don't know, but I think a lot of dudes out there like me want to feel pursued. And this like patriarchal um system says like no you don't get to do that. You are the one that has to be the the kind of aggressor, right? And then a yeah. lot of things so 
Dan Savage, one of the things he talks about is like that he he wished more straight people had queer uh, sex, but I think he's talking about like relationships where it's like you have to have the conversation of like what are you into, like what let, let's communicate about what 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 gives you the warm fuzzies, um, and let's not just assume um, that we both know what's going to give each other the warm fuzzies. You know what I mean? Right. And like I, that's I don't know. That's something that I've tried to like. I don't know. I, I think that's a useful like concept, but like you know, it's hard. You, you filter people out pretty quick. You know, oh, yeah. when, when you're somebody like me and you kind of have that conversation and there and, and, and I'm talking to a woman and she's, uh, she's looking for that more sort of patriarchal template. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's for her, it's a big, it's a big no when it's, when it, when it gets to, or maybe a gentle no or whatever, but like, it's, uh, it's not something that she's used to. Uh, uh, if it's outside of that, that kind of framework of pursuit, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Are you, I, I don't know how much like in like the internet discourse or w- what, what pools of the internet you swim around in, but like in sort of the dating discourse corners of TikTok and Instagram and whatever, um, there's been kind of this like uh, um, uh, conversation around like the masculine and the feminine. Have you heard about this? Are you aware of this at all? Uh, like the, it sounds familiar. Like I have an idea of where that's going. I don't yeah, think we're it, thinking of the same thing. <laughs> you're, you're probably correct. It, it, it's like, to me, it always sort of has kind of like um, alt-right-ish vibes where it's like, uh, like some people talk about like embracing their divine masculine and their divine feminine, which, which I'm just yeah. like, why did, why did we slap divine on the front of that? Like where did, right. when did this get supernatural? Um, but, but oftentimes also not oftentimes it's just talking about like, um, you know, what it's a conversation around like what is feminine, what is masculine. And I think on its face, it's a pretty, on its face, it tends to be a pretty modern conversation. And what I mean by that is that it's like, it's not, necessarily like 1950s um you know guy wearing a suit working 10 hours a day earning money and woman raising the kids and doing everything it's more of sort of like a modern i think take or shade or 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 approach to the the modern realities of like dual income households and being single and that kind of thing um i do I, i don't and so for me like um, and like, I want to stay as far away from like Jordan Peterson and like those people. <laughs> There's always like a red light in my head that goes off whenever I hear myself about to say something that's like even remotely like men's <laughs> rights. So I, I want to yeah, double yeah. click on that. Um, but I, but I, I do think it's fair to ask a question or, or I should say, I find myself wondering like how much of like a nature nurture kind of, right? Like how much of me feeling like I want to be quote unquote masculine to the extent that I do. And I, and I just said that I, I like being pursued as well. Like I, I think there are feminine parts of me. I like to think I'm secure enough and proud enough to like embrace those. But I, I who knows? That's, that's a question mark. Um, but like, as I'm, as I'm like examining who I am and how I want to approach romance um, and, and, and seeing like the masculine side of me, like I, I sometimes wonder like how much of that is, have I learned from society and from peers and from movies and from like ads on the sides of buses, you know, like just everything everywhere. Right. And how much of that is like in my DNA, like how, how much of that would have been exactly the same if I had grown up on, you know, the moon raised by robots. Right. right. Um, and, and I guess like, it doesn't matter. Like, does it, does it, does it matter if I can, even if I could figure out how much of the, that is sort of nurture or nature, mm-hmm. um, what, what, what would that change and could I change it and would I want to change it? Does that make sense at all? Yes. 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 These are, it's so, these were a lot of the questions that I was having when I was like early on in my transition, trying to figure out like, okay, now what? Like mm. I've always been shoved in this box and now I'd like, I obviously wasn't going to go to the cishet mailbox for like so many reasons. Namely, I'm not a cishet man, but like there's not many like 
good examples of men that I wanted to emulate. Mm. And so I decided, fuck it, I'll do my own thing, which has worked out pretty well so far. But I think a lot of it is like, like I, like obviously I grew up under the patriarchy too, like we all have, unless like you're lucky enough to like somehow exist in some weird, extremely liberal bubble that does not interact with like Western society, um, you know, which has its own problems too. So like we're, we're all impacted by this, like. I, I grew up watching the same Disney movies and like listening to uh, radio pastors who had very specific views of what marriage and relationships looked like. And so I grew up knowing like, okay, men are supposed to meet these expectations or at least like having that idea of like, you know, men meet these expectations, otherwise they're failing. Like, you know, you have yeah. to have a job that provides for your family you have to like be chivalrous you have you know all of these whatever the the ideas that we have when we think of like men in the dating scene you all kind of have those presuppositions and those are like we're not born with them but are like we grow up in a society of some kind and all of those ideas are given to us as children and so we like make sense of them how we do and so i don't know how much of it is nature or nurture i know a lot of it is definitely like whatever we grew up in we're all products of like how we grew up but there's also like there are and and sometimes i wonder too like there when when i was growing up there were a lot of like really masculine qualities that i had that i had to like put a lid on like all my all my leadership skills were seen as too masculine and threatening so i couldn't like really develop those until i became an adult and that was like an accepted thing to do because i escaped that bubble and like i forgot entirely where i was going with this but like there it never really (laughs) made sense to me to like slap a gender label on what i saw as just like qualities and traits people have like yeah Uh, Like, there is no reason to tie leadership to masculinity, right? There's no reason to tie chivalry to masculinity. There's no reason to tie, like, being nurturing to femininity. Like, people have all of these qualities, and that's what makes us human. I don't think that necessarily, like, ties into gender outside of what our society has decided to tell us. Yeah. Do you, so, and yeah, and that's, I mean, I think it's awesome to recognize that like, like, like me chewing on what, what I think, or me reevaluating what I think gender roles are, or who I want to be, uh, you know, and trying to figure out like how much has society, society or whatever, how much has external stuff influenced me? And do I want to accept that? Do I want to roll with that? And of course, your journey through that, like your journey through that, I'm going to just say was much more. Uh, I want to just, you know, honor that, that it was much more challenging and, um, you know, awesome in a way, but also awesome in the sense of like scary <laughs> and <laughs> you know, just to honor that. But like, I guess, do, do, do you, I don't know, like the whole, like, are the straights okay thing? Um, do you see in straight culture, like the, those, that conversation happening or that, um evaluation happening um or is i don't know is it it doesn't really feel fair for me to ask you like you know do you recognize in the straits uh uh, the the journey that you've had or the struggles that you've had but in a way i kind of stay straight yeah (laughs) really yeah like there's so it's it's so cute um so there's a lot of you know like straight allies who are like, I'm such an ally. And they're having all these really, really good, healthy conversations that literally everyone should be having, regardless of where they are on the gender and sexuality spectrum. We should all be having these conversations. We should all be unpacking like the gender roles that have been prescribed to us and whether or not we fit and whether or not we like like them and what we don't want to keep about them. Like we should all be having these discussions. These are very healthy, good, like development discussions to have if you want to grow as a person. Yeah. But I don't see that happening a lot in the like 
super straight people. I see it happening a lot in people who are allies who then eventually realize, why do I get along so well with all the queer people? And then they're like, oh, wait, why do we have so much in common? And I'm just like, I'm just going to move this heat lamp over to you. And <laughs> bake a little bit. And eventually they hatch into like this beautiful queer person that I've been like, yes, yes. They're like, oh, I was queer this whole time. Like, I know, honey. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Uh-huh. I mean, I listen, as as a as me in San Francisco, I I not to like overshare, but like, you know, I, I have not been closed-minded and I've been like experimental. And I I think I know sort of where I am on the Kinsey scale, right? Mm-hmm. Um and look, if I could change that, I'm I'm a dude in San Francisco. If I could change that, I would absolutely change that. Okay, like it would make life so much easier for me. Not easier, but right, it would make yeah. some parts of my life easier. Um, but I, 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 okay, then like I guess my question is like, which yeah, I want to go back to that because I don't want to say that like every person who has these like realizations winds up being queer or trans because obviously that's not the case. Like cishet people also can have these conversations and think about these things and realize that there's cishet. I know people who have done that, you included, but like, that's also a thing. It's just not as common as it is in the queer community. I think because we are totally. forced to reckon with that as we reckon totally. with our identity. Totally. And then, so like, I guess, like, if I can ask, like, is there any like wisdom like coming from a space, coming from a community where you have walked that pathway of like, I need to reevaluate who I want to be uh, and, and how I'm going to operate in, in, in that regard. Um, um, is, that's a path that queer spaces have trodden much more thoroughly. And, and I think I feel like have potentially maybe maybe wisdom around. And like, I think I think a lot of straight spaces, straight people are, especially men, I mean, definitely men are, are beginning to do that. Um, and it's, it's awkward. Um, it's like, well, there's more there, but let's start there. Like, is there any wisdom that you might give to the straight men who are like trying to grapple with, I mean, maybe, maybe grapple with their sexuality, but even if, even if they are like a Kinsey zero, right. Um, and or straight and, and, uh, I, I think there are still conversations to be had around like, how how do I want my sexuality to be? How do I want my romantic self to exist in a world? Because like a lot of the, I, I, I'm going to, I think so much of the patriarchal default like doesn't work even for, especially for straight dudes. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. Yeah. Any words of wisdom is that, what should I be looking for? What should straight men be looking for as they're kind of walking that path of being like, who am I? How do I want to operate? figuring themselves out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean. That's a big question. That's such a yeah, hard question. Like it's a, it's a big question. And, the, and like, it, it varies so much on like how you got to this point. Right. But like yeah. the biggest kind of piece of advice is like, listen to people who aren't cishet dudes, like listen to women, listen to people of color, listen to queer people about whatever yeah. questions it is that you're having. And also just like, when you get to the point where you realize that the patriarchy isn't working for you, that's huge. And there is a lot to unpack there. And that is world shattering. And you just have to like be patient and go with it. And the hardest thing to accept is that you don't know everything and it feels like you don't know anything, which is not entirely wrong, but like, that's okay. Like you don't have to know everything. You don't have to have the answer while you're in the middle of the process of like figuring out what you want like i one one of the things that i did like when i was just trying to figure out who i was as a person like before gender and sexuality and anything i just like made a list of like you know the things that i felt like i was good at and the things that i liked and the things that i liked about myself and the things that like the ideas and the characteristics that like I wanted to grow up to like emulate as a person. Right. So I was like, I want to be kind and Mm. I also want to be like passionate and like fight for justice. And like, I want to make art and like, just sort of what are like you, and you sit with that and you're like, does this feel right? Like, is this, 
like go to therapy basically (laughs) (laughs) go to therapy (laughs) is what i'm saying and if you can't go to therapy sit with yourself write these things down like because i think a lot of like when we're when we're at the point we're having these questions it's because we don't feel aligned with ourselves too right like Mm. we don't like there's a couple parts of us worrying and we just like don't necessarily like ourselves where we're at and we feel like we need to change and so that process is just like sitting with yourself and taking pieces of your identity that either like you developed or were given to you or were forced on you and sitting with that and looking at it and being like does this like make me happy does this make me feel fulfilled does this is this something that like I want to be is this how I see myself when I'm old and if no then put that aside and if yes, then like you stick that in your pile of like, okay, these are how the way, like this is the way I see myself or the way that like I want to become. I don't know if that makes sense. That makes total sense. Okay. And <laughs> I'm to, 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 I mean, if, if I can, if I can sort of, I, I, I want to, I, I, I'm very, very happy staying in this space where we're talking about sort of like the emotional and the internal, um, but to sort of like take a quick rabbit hole down the political, I, yeah. I think I think the sort of like internal dissonance or like the internal gap where like you feel unaligned, where like if, if I am behaving in a very patriarchal way or if, if I am adhering to this this social contract where I'm going to be the controller, the provider, the pursuer as a man, and but, but internally it, th- th- there's a gap, I think. Like if I pursue mm-hmm. that model, for me anyway, there's going to be a, 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 um, a loneliness. There's going to be an emptiness because there are things that that model doesn't give me that I emotionally need. Um, mm-hmm. And I, to, 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 to make it political, I totally half-baked theory, but I think that like emptiness, that like dissonance is something that a lot of political movements, I would say either consciously or unconsciously, but like tap into or, 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 or yes. capitalize on, right? Because they're telling men like, you, you don't feel good. Mm-hmm. You're feeling bad. Something feels wrong. And somebody stands up and says, I get that. And then just goes authoritarian. Do what I say. 100%. Right. We can make it better. Right. And it's, and it's like, it's, a, it's, a, it, I, the reason it's interesting is because it's like, it's so, it's a thing that is so difficult to diagnose that somebody on your television screen can pop up and say, Hey, I know you feel this pain and not have to name it, not have to really demonstrate understanding it but can, can prescribe a solution and men will go, that sounds about right. Yeah. And they'll sign up, you know? Yep. And it's like, yep. it's, I forget what it is. Somebody, I think it was like Liz Plank on a podcast with me, but like, it's like, there's two, there's a, there are two roads in the woods for men. And one of them is like, go to therapy and talk about your feelings. And the other one is pretty much fascism. Yeah. And a lot of dudes are choosing the not therapy pathway. You know, <laughs> isn't that weird? Isn't yeah. that weird? It's weird, but it tracks so hard because like, that's like, we're taught growing up, it's really common, right? That like, you know, men, if you do this, this, and this, then this will happen. You will, you know, if you you are a good provider, if you are, you know, whatever, a good person today, then like you get married, you have the trophy wife, you have your like two and a half children and your white picket fence. Yeah. I mean, when that doesn't happen, people are like, what the fuck i was promised i was promised this thing like i was promised that if i did xyz this would happen and not only was i promised that this would happen i was told that i inherently deserved it it is my right to have this and so and (laughs) getting back to politics this goes right back into all these organizations that are like you know this is a threat to the american way if women have rights because then you as the man you do not get what you are owed you cannot control a woman who has the ability to have her own bank account and to get a job yeah so who has bodily autonomy and can choose whether or not she wants to become a mother exactly exactly which is why we see all these fights on all of these fronts and why they're trying to like get rid of education because they want to keep that to keep those roles to keep everyone in their separate tiny little boxes where men have all the control and authority and everyone else is just like under them. I, okay. I want, I want to pull on this thread a little bit more because I think I, I would go, I would go even a shade further or, or, or I would, I would, I would, I would spin it just a little bit that I think 
I think I think men are sold this idea. Cisette men are sold this idea. Um, not not as like a. I mean, I, th- I think it is implied that they deserve it. It is implied that by virtue of being born with this person, you you are owed this. That is implied. But I think it's I think it's kind of sold by society as it is useful to people around you. You you are an, an upstanding and respectable member of your community if you adhere to these. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it's 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 sold as, I mean, it 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 is a huge privilege. It is a very advantageous position, but it's sold as you need to do this work. You need to not feel your feelings. You need to not cry. Uh, you need to do your job. You need to be good at doing your job. You need to be. I mean, another whole rabbit hole here is you need to be capable of violence. Right. You need to be like a physical protector. Right. That it's that's totally part of it, right? Um, and and in ways I think that is sold as like, if like this takes strength, this takes courage, this takes risk to do these things. And sure it does. Right. But it's like, like that, that's just sort of like the only thing on the menu under this sort of patriarchal (laughs) system. And it's like, um, how you don't do that, you've failed. Correct. Yeah. There there is no, yeah, yeah, exactly. If you don't do that, you failed. And I think that's why. Uh, kind of getting off track, but like, I think that's why a lot of people, like a lot of men are so like, because I think primarily the provider thing has been, mm-hmm. has been going away from men because, because of all kinds of reasons, because we're moving towards a service economy, because women are able to do more things because women are doing better in higher education, all these kinds of things, right? There's a yeah. whole rabbit hole go down, but like that, that social contract where, um, these men, these dudes, um, believe that what they need to do is become a provider as they're not able to be a provider. I think that's one of the reasons that we sort of see them veer further into like mm-hmm. capacity for violence or, or the masculine, like don't show your, I, I think this is where like Jordan Peterson and what's his bucket that, that, that dating advice guy who got arrested for, um, it's not narrowing it down. That's fair. There <laughs> are a dime a dozen, like these pickup artists that are like telling you, uh, dudes you treat women like like objects, treat them like garbage, and they'll actually like it. And it's actually what you're supposed to do because bizarre reference to like one unsubstantiated paper from the 80s about evolutionary psychology or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, 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 <laughs> sorry. This is fun to talk about. But like, I, I guess then my, my the, the, the thing that I think is is interesting or the thing that I that I'm that I'm interested in pulling apart is like how how do we navigate that? Like how, how should, like I, I've made this podcast in a, in the hopes of, of like just having these conversations, being a cishet dude that's like having these conversations because I, I don't really see in the dating space, I don't really see this happening. In the dating space, I see like comedy where women are laughing at men's bad profiles, which is funny. Those women are hilarious. I'm, I'm not taking anything away from that. Um, I see uh, uh, really wholesome, like you can do it, hang in there, you'll find your partner, do therapy, whatever, um, not whatever, but do therapy, but like wholesome, encouraging, like supportive content, which is aimed, I think at men and women, but I think mostly at women, because that's who the audience is. And then the third category is those pickup artist dudes who are just like, spouting unsubstantiated garbage stuff that I think sounds good for very fragile, very lonely men to hear, um, but is absolutely not a healthy conversation. And it's like, I, I, I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't see content or I, I didn't, I couldn't find spaces where it was just like men being vulnerable, having conversations about, about dating. And so that's why I wanted to kind of do this, but then I'm, I'm not an expert. I, I, this podcast is just a wild swing, a wild shot in the dark on my part, just to have these conversations. And I, I, I guess I would, I would ask. There's a question in here somewhere, right? Like, again, kind of that 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 wisdom from an external perspective, in a way, or external, but having been internal, having been on both sides of the masculine and the feminine, like how I, I don't know, like w- w- what can we say or what can we do? to as best because you can't if you could snap your fingers and just change society 
you would, right? Like, yeah, that would be so nice, man. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone keeps saying trans people are that powerful, but like, I haven't been hit with the magic yet. So like, but as soon as that happens. <laughs> I mean, but like, I mean, like, like I, th- I think you are that powerful. You specifically, Kieran, because I think <laughs> as I've known you, because we first met doing, doing advocacy, uh, uh, doing act- activism around housing policy yeah. and transition policy and if there's anything that just like requires doing the work it's that right like it's a slow thing you have to figure out how to do the work and i think kitchen table cult is you and eve doing the work right mm-hmm. what i don't know is there any wisdom like how should i or any cishet dude looking to do make this change in ourselves or in people around us and 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 by extension, society at large. But that's so that's the big picture. But like, how do how do we do the work? Like, is there any? Do you have any wisdom on how to do that work? I guess is what I'm asking. I mean, my whole sort of like life motto, I guess, for lack of a better term, is just like be the change you want to see. So, sure. like, you know, like yeah, there's only this one item on this is patriarchal menu. So like turn it over and write your own menu. Like, don't, <laughs> like I, I, I started out early on in my adulthood coming into the world, realizing literally everything I knew was wrong and having to relearn everything from the ground up. And that is like, it's a lot of fucking work, yeah. but it is so clarifying because you have to like, you know, find sources that, aren't making shit up and pulling stuff out of their ass and like, you know, actually think about what it means and think about like how you want to incorporate that into your life. And like, there will be stuff that comes up when you're rebuilding your world from scratch that like feels really threatening and you won't want to like adopt this piece of information. Like, you know, (laughs) gender isn't a binary, like, excuse me that's very threatening how how dare you say there's like not only two genders and then you have to sit with that feeling and figure out what it is about that that bothers you like when i think i think you were right earlier when you said like people are getting activated because there's something missing and something doesn't feel right and someone else is saying hey i know that feeling i have the answer for you and the only the only true answer to that feeling is that there is no easy answer. If someone is saying, I have an easy answer for this emotional problem that you're having a hard time describing, they are bullshitting you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's like in, in The Princess Bride, right? When uh-huh. it's like, life is hard. And if, anyone is telling you any different they are selling you something like that is life is pain you have to do the work to figure it out there is no easy solution to this it's just like you have to sit with it which is really uncomfortable you like literally the the answer to doing the work is you just have to get in and do the work and you have to be at peace with like not being perfect at it you're gonna fuck up you're gonna say shit that sounds weird that you shouldn't have said but then you have to go back and apologize. And that's that's the thing. Like you learn from the mistake. That is the that is the key. You make the mistake and you learn from it and it's fine. I like that. I like that. I was gonna say, um, <laughs> life is pain. It's probably a bit much for the for the episode title. You said earlier <laughs> you said earlier you don't have to have the answer, which I think yeah. is really I love that. I like that yeah, little that is like the the thing that the realization that really set me free and allowed me to like figure out the rest of my life and like i say this as if i figured stuff out i have not figured everything out yet i've just figured some things out but the thing that enabled me to get there was realizing that i didn't have to know the answer and that i could find it out like the the way of getting the answer is in the journey you you can't know it from the start that's just not how that works yeah it was the friends we made along the way <laughs> i mean it, it's it's cliche because it's true um, right well kieran i really love that i think that's a great place to kind of wrap up is there anything else uh bopping around in your mind that you wanted to that you wanted to put out there 
Um, no, I feel like we covered everything. Like, just sit with that uncomfortable feeling and do the work. And, like, don't be afraid of it. Yeah, it's I love gonna, that. It's going to feel weird and uncomfortable, and that's okay. That's fine. That's normal. I love that. Thank you for thank you for uh, making time uh, uh, to to have this chat. Um, and um, thank you as always for being an awesome friend um, and uh, and for being open and vulnerable and talking about this stuff. Um, yeah, this is I'm going to go this back. Is so and much lighter than everything I've been talking about on my podcast lately. <laughs> <laughs> this is a nice palate cleanser. <laughs> Your audio totally cut out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I um uh I guess I hit mute. Um um right. Look look. I, I mean, dating for straight people is 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 a much lighter conversation than the uh than the the work against authoritarianism, basically, <laughs> which is what you're doing. Um, but I you know in a in a way. And not to be sort of self-centered here, but like in a way I do think it's significant. Like I, I think that like, I don't want to say that like men are being failed, but I, I do think men are kind of failing each other right now. Um, and, and I think that finding ways for um, at least, I mean, I, I think finding ways, if men can find ways to comfort each other or finding ways for all of us to comfort each other as we go through this stuff, um, is, is important because I think, I think romantic connection, how, whatever that means for you, whatever shape that takes for you, I think it's an important part of being human. Um, mm -hmm. and I think, I think not being able to do that, um, is really uh, damaging, you know, like a lot of yeah. people talk about like the, the, the epidemic of loneliness in Western culture. And I, I think that's real. And I think, for the dudes, uh, I think to an extent it's because we're having a hard time kind of evolving and changing with the times in a way. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, I'm, I don't know, I guess I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to contribute to the conversation for, for men figuring out how, uh, how we do that. And if, if, if all I do is normalize babbling and saying incoherent things about, about what this means, I'll, I'll take that as a win because maybe I someone more. That's great. <laughs> Because, like, nothing is going to change unless people start being okay with being vulnerable and being themselves. And, like, yeah. you having this podcast and creating a space where that's okay, that is huge. That is huge. And, like, that's the only way that change is going to last is if people really, like, figure out, especially, like, if dudes really figure out that, like, it's okay to have feelings and it's okay to talk about feelings. Like, yeah. A lot of the reason that we're in the mess that we're in right now is because dudes are like, it's not okay to talk about feelings. So they're taking their feelings out on everyone else instead of talking about the feelings. So if we get if we get to this place where it's comfortable, we can talk about our feelings and our struggles and support people, like that makes the biggest and actually long lasting impact, I think. I love that. I think that's a great place to wrap up. Um Thank you, everybody, for listening, and um, hopefully I'll have more. Wish you all the best soon. Kieran, thank you so much for joining, my friend. Thanks so much.